This is Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Listen in as we address your retirement concerns and provide insight to help put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, Retirement Roadmap Radio. Hey folks, welcome back to Retirement Roadmap with Master Plan Retirement. My name is Evan and with me as always, financial planner and retirement planner, Mark Fricks. Today's topic is a special one and that concerns the federal employee. One of our areas of expertise here at Master Plan is federal employee benefits. Now, employee retirement benefits in any realm can be complicated, but federal employee benefits have many layers and complexities. Adding that to an already complicated retirement plan can be a daunting task. Mark, to start out, can you speak a little bit to your credibility as a federal employee retirement benefits consultant? Yeah, so we, we take this very seriously because you mess up in, in one or two spots. You not only can mess up somebody's retirement, but mess up your uh, your reputation. So uh, about seven or eight years ago, I decided to, uh, to, to expand our practice by looking at the federal uh, segment of the population because it's so very confusing. Mm. And it's funny, the first thing that kind of tripped me up was somebody came in from one of the local air bases or it may have been the CDC, which is here in the Atlanta area, and so they had a question about their fegley. I thought it was a disease. I don't know. <laughs> but those of you that don't know, that is the Federal Employee Life Insurance Program, Life Group, whatever it's called, Group Life. And so uh, I knew then, yeah, I've got some things to learn. So, so basically, I, I uh, found a mentor, actually. I found, found a gentleman that only does federal workers. He's a holistic uh, retirement planner and mentored under him for about two years. Uh, I went to classes with him, uh, sat with him, studied. And then I went and took classes, and then I took an exam, got our accreditation. And then since that's been six or seven years ago, I learn something new literally every week uh, about the federal system or something that's changed or something that's mis misunderstood or whatever. So we've truly become kind of the go-to it for federal workers. Very complex, as Evan mentioned, we've already got, it's already complex enough for you that are not federal workers. And then you add this whole another layer on top of that. So it really makes for a great client because we do so much for them. We, we find so many potholes and gotchas that they are just so thankful and we really make their retirement better. Yep. That's right. And a couple of quick notes before we jump in. Uh, we do regularly offer seminars and webinars, as we mentioned in previous episodes. Um, some are federal specific. And in those seminars and webinars, uh, we get very detail oriented. We really walk through step by step. Um, today, we're going to do a little bit more of an overview, and this is only going to be a part one. Today, we're only covering the first pension. Um, so without any further ado, we'll jump into FERS and uh, stay tuned in the future um, for a future episode on uh, part two, which will be the TSP or Thrift Savings Plan. So Mark, what is FERS. Yeah, so FERS is the newer pension for the federal worker. Okay, uh, the old one was called CSRS. We don't speak about that one much because very few people have that one left. And so if somebody says, hey, I'm CSRS, then I'll meet with them one-on-one -on -one and walk through all that. But typically in a class, we just cover FERS. That's spelled F-E-R-S. I'm not sure what it stands for. Federal Employee Retirement System. Thank you. Maybe. Very good. That was a guess. <laughs> if it doesn't, it does now. <laughs> yeah. um, so, that, but it's their pension. And so, you know, the great thing about pensions is, is, is they're guaranteed income. The bad thing about pensions is they're, they're going away. So most of the pensions left are government, county, state, 
federal. Okay, so the first pension, I'm just going to kind of go through some rules here. Okay, how, you know, and again, if you're not a federal worker, there'll be some things we'll talk about that would be helpful for you, but this is certainly tailored more today to the federal workers. So the first pension is a guaranteed lifetime income stream, a monthly payment every month to go along with Social Security and whatever else you might have guaranteed coming in. And so, first of all, you, you need to know how do you qualify for it. Well, number one, be a federal worker. Number two is you have to have a certain uh, criteria uh, to qualify for it. Now, uh, there are ways around some of these things, but you always lose something. So I'm going to be talking about full federal benefits today. So the first thing is, is uh, what is the minimum age you can retire from the federal government with full benefits? Okay. And it runs between age 55 and 57, depending on your date of birth. Okay. Those of, that, uh, of you are watching this on YouTube, you'll see a chart behind me, but basically between 55 and 57, the most common one is age 56. So those are people born between 1953 and 1964. After that, it kind of climbs up to age 57 every two months for every year past that. So it's important. That's called MRA or minimum retirement age. So if you're not that age, don't think about it again, unless you're thinking about kind of circumventing and postponing and taking less money and things like this. But that's for full benefits. That's Step one. Step two would be, and part of the notes, I just want to make sure I don't miss some miss something uh, that that's critical. But the second thing is, is once you know that you've got enough uh, that that you're old enough, you need to know if you have enough years in. So if you're minimum retirement age or older, you also have to have 30 years in. Okay, of federal work. I call it creditable service. And I'll tell you what that means in a minute. It's not just every day you work. It does include a few other things too. And I'll mention that in a moment. But minimum retirement age with 30 years. If you don't have that, if you can make it to age 60. So instead of being 56, if you make it to age 60, you only need 20 years of creditable service in. And if you don't have that, then if you wait till 62, you only need five or more in. So there's different levels. Now, of course, your pension at age 62 with only five years is going to be much smaller than somebody that put in 30 years years. Okay. But it's still a full pension, full benefits. Okay. So those that are saying, Hey, you know, when, when can I get there? How can I get there? That's what it's going to take. Okay. Just as a, as a quick note, we are only talking about full benefits. If you are someone who does not have the age or the time in, and you still want to know, well, what exactly can I expect from a pension? We can run reports for anyone. We can talk to us. We'd love to talk to you. And, and it, there are some steps to fi- finding out exactly what the number is going to be, yeah. especially if you don't qualify for the full pension. Right. And we have software to run all that. But, you know, if you, you know, just as an example, if you've got some of the criteria, but not uh, enough years, uh, but your minimum retirement age, every year under that 30, you lose 5% of your pension. Or you can postpone the pension. So there are other things, but again, you're going to lose some of the benefits. Mm-hmm. Maybe your health benefit you might lose. Certainly your social security supplement. So you just have to be careful. You have to work with somebody that understands the system. Okay. Uh, so the next step is, uh, by the way, let me throw in a little uh, caveat here. There are some folks that have different rules and those we call uh, special provision folks. These are people that are required to retire earlier. Okay. An example, well, that would be maybe law enforcement, government law enforcement, firefighters, border patrol, air traffic controllers. These are people that have to retire between the ages of 56 and 57. So these rules are different briefly uh, for these folks. Uh, You can retire at age 50 with 20 years or any age once you get 25 years in. So just a little brief note about that. So when it comes to creditable service, I mentioned this earlier. This is this is uh, very lenient. The first pension is a really good pension and, and has some really neat rules about it. So they don't just say, okay, for every day you work, it adds to your pension. So it adds to those 30 years or whatever. Other things is sick leave. 
Every day of sick leave you don't take adds to the number of days towards your pension. So if you have 100 hours of sick leave when you retire, that's like 100 hours that shows like you worked for your pension. Uh, There's about six or eight things that apply. The other one I want to mention, though, I think is really important, is military time. Okay, so let's say I did five years in the Army, did not retire from the Army, did five years, and then went to work for the federal government. Okay, those five years, since I didn't have a pension from the government, I don't want to waste them. I can actually buy them into my first pension and add five years to my first pension. Okay, so, and it's very inexpensive. Those five years, depending on your pay and all the stuff, might cost you two or three thousand bucks. But it's going to add several hundred dollars a year, probably a hundred dollars a month. You'll break even in about two years. So it's well worth it. Check into it with your HR department. They'll run a report for you, tell you what it will cost. They can take it out of your paycheck. You can struck them a check, but I've never seen it be a bad deal unless, Evan, the one thing happens. You know what that is? If you die in the first year. <laughs> so don't do that. That's okay? bad for a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's one of them, okay? Reason 28, all right? Yeah. So the other thing that's often misunderstood is, so what number are you using for your pension? So there, it's based on your salary. Is, is part of the formula, which I'm going to give you here in just a minute. So uh, what they do is they use something called the high three. A little bit of a misnomer, okay? Uh, basically what they're going to do is they're going to say, we're going to take your highest 36 consecutive months of base pay, um, average that out per year, and that will be what we use in the formula. Mm-hmm. So an example would be if I made 48000 one year, 50000 one year, and 52000 the next year, the average is 50000 That is my high three uh, or technically high 36 months. Now, keep in mind, a lot of folks say, well, that's my last three years of work. May not be. Maybe because it includes locality pay. That's the only thing it includes pretty much. Uh, if you worked in San Francisco five years ago and made 30% more than what you're making in Columbia, South Carolina, that counts towards your high three. Those 36 months, consecutive months, would be your high three. Okay, so be careful about that. Make sure you consider all those things. Maybe you got a big promotion for four or five years and then took a step backward again. Had that happened with a nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her high three was while she was working in a managerial position. Mm-hmm. So high three, and again, all it includes locality pay. What does it not include when you're figuring the high three? It doesn't include... Holiday pay, overtime, if you're working overtime to increase your high three, not going to work. Doesn't include bonus or cash awards. Uh, doesn't unuse, uh, include unused sick leave, things like that. So it's pretty much your base pay plus locality pay. Okay, So that's another part of the formula. So now, and I know if you're driving or whatever, you can't write this down, but if you're on the podcast or YouTube, I'm going to give you a very simple formula to figure your pension. Okay, Again, we can run it for you. You schedule a a complimentary consultation. That's one of the things that I will run for you for no cost. But if you want to figure it on the back of a napkin, grab a napkin. Okay, so here we go. Uh, So if you are um, um, MRA with 30, Again, minimum retirement age with 30 years, age 62 of 20 or 62 of 5. I want you to write down the percentage 1%. Okay? Um, if you are 62 or older with 20 or more years, so you've got a lot of years in and you're a little bit older, you get to use 1.1%. So write that down. Make a note of that. That's part of the formula. So you've got your minimum retirement age. You know you're good there. You've got your... Um, um, one or 1.1%, you've got your high three. Okay, so we've got everything we need. So let me give you the formula. First thing I want you to write down is your uh, that 1% number. 
or 1.1%. And I want you to multiply that times your high three. On my, on my example, it was 50,000 because it's not all three added together. So annualized high three, 50,000 times the number of years you worked. So if I take 1% times 50,000 times 30 gives me $15,000. That's my annual FERS pension. About as simple as that. Divided over 12 months. If you wanted a monthly, that's twelve fifty a month. They'll give you annual? A check annual? Um, I don't think so. That's a good question. Yeah, make a note. Make a note of that for, for me to find that out. Uh, but most people take it monthly. Mm. But that's twelve fifty a month or $15,000 a year. So real quickly, let me add one thing. This is a gross number. So they've not taken out taxes yet. They've not taken out your cost of your health insurance yet if you're keeping it. Uh, they've not taken out survivor benefit cost, which we're going to talk about here shortly. So that is a gross number. Don't forget to take those things out and come up with a net number. It may be down to eight or $900 a month at that point. Yeah. A quick moment, folks, to remind you guys to check out our website, masterplanretire.com. Uh, we, as we mentioned earlier, seminars and webinars are, are scheduled for those are on the website. Check that out, especially if you're a federal employee. Uh, look at the federal-specific ones, but there are also multiple other um, topics, including tax planning, Social Security, uh, general retirement uh, seminars. So check that out. Um, also, feel free to give us a call, 770-980-9262, extension 4. Uh, give us a call or check out Mark's calendar on the website uh, for your complimentary retirement consultation. Great. Perfect. So the formula. The only thing I'm, I'm going to add to that is that 1% you use, don't forget to switch that to a 1.1% if you have the age 62 with 20 or more years. Mm. Again, we'll run that for you. It'll be down to the penny. At least this will give you an idea. Okay? Perfect. So switching gears a little bit here, uh, Evan. Um, in addition to your first pension, since many federal workers retire before the age of 62, then they can't turn on Social Security to help them out. So the government has another program called the FERS Special Supplement. So what this is, is an extra check to bridge the gap until you're age 62 and you can turn on Social Security. Let me be clear, I'm not saying you should turn on Social Security at age 62, but it bridges that gap, okay? So if I retire at 57, I get an extra little check until I get to age 62 that I can determine, do I want to turn on Social Security or wait till 64 or 67 or whatever? Okay, so let me explain the first special supplement real quickly. Um, a lot of people confuse this. A lot of people call this the Social Security supplement uh, because it follows Social Security rules, but it is from FERS. It is a FERS check every month, okay? So who gets it? The simple answer, Evan, is anybody that retires with full benefits under the age of 62. Mm -hmm. Again, that magic age of 62, okay? So if you're minimum retirement age with 30, if you're 60 with 20, you, you qualify, and anybody that's a special provision gets it because they're all 56 to 57 years old, right? As long as they have full retirement, okay? And so uh, a couple of things about it. Number one is it does not have a cost of living increase, okay? So the cost of living, if, if you're getting $1,500 a month on the special supplement, it will stay $1,500 a month until you turn 62, then it drops off. Mm. Okay. Same thing, by the way, with your first pension. It has no cost of living until age 62 as well. Okay. Here's your formula for your first special supplement. Again, if you're driving, either pull over or memorize or pull us up on podcast or YouTube. But basically, it's very simple. You need to go find your age 62 Social Security benefit. 
So let's say I look at the Social Security website. It says at 62, I qualify for 1,200. Um, let's say 1,500, okay? So all I do is I take the number of years I worked, let's say 30 years, and I divide it by 40. So no matter how many years I work, I divide it by 40. It gives me a percentage. If it's 30 divided by 40, that's 75%. I get 75% of my age 70, 62 Social Security benefit. So if it's 1,500, I get 1,125 a month special supplement until I turn 62. I know it sounds a little complicated, and, and I would encourage you to, to attend our federal seminar, either face-to-face -face or via the web. But uh, just trying to give you an idea. There's some good benefits here. So I just want to kind of give you some ideas. The other idea, Evan, I want to introduce real quickly, I think is important, uh, and we still got a few minutes left, is the cost of living. Mm -hmm. So many pensions that I see nowadays has no cost of living increase. And, you know, after about 20 years of retirement, you're getting half as much as you were getting in the beginning of retirement as far as uh, what the dollar will produce, okay? And so you, your income gap, if you have one, is getting wider and wider and wider. You're coming up more and more short every year, especially the last two years, right? You're coming uh, probably about 50% short, okay? And so uh, it's, a great, it's a great benefit. It doesn't keep up with inflation. It helps keep up with inflation. Why? Number one is they don't give you all of it. They give you between zero and one percent less than what the actual index is. And number two, the index is called the, uh, uh, the consumer price index, CPI. It's not a real good measure of inflation anyway. They leave out food and energy. Not sure if anybody in our audience eats. Uh, not sure if anybody here drives or uses propane, but those are not tracked and so therefore it skews the numbers. So, so, so that's gonna mean your inflation that's being added to your FERS and uh, your first pension after age 62 is not gonna be full inflation, but it will help. Okay, better, better than not having one at all, okay? How are we doing? We're doing great. Um, I, I have a couple of questions. Uh, we do have a f about five minutes left. Um, I wanna get into some gotchas and I have a couple of questions uh, just that, that we've covered in the past. Uh, did you wanna speak a little bit about for a survivor and how that affects the, the pension? Yeah, we can go either way. I've got, I've got enough time to talk about the survivor benefits briefly and then we still might have time for a question or two. You wanna do that? Okay, yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay, all right, so, so the, good, the other good thing about the pension is, is you can choose a survivor, okay? So if I've got a spouse, a significant other, uh, then I can say, okay, I'm gonna take less pension so if I die, they get some of it. So it's very simple, two or three choices. Number one is, is if I want my spouse or significant other uh, to get half of my pension, I get 10% less so that if I die first, they get half. Simple as that. If I'm supposed to get 2,000, I'm only getting 1,800, but they get 1,000 if I die first. Now it's if I die first, they die, it goes away, and I lost all the money I've spent to buy that. Ask us about pension maximization. It's a better way of covering this, but that's the way the pension works for full survivor, which is only 50%, that's the most you can get. The next one is 25% survivor. Uh, it only costs you 5% of your pension, so instead of $2,000 a month, it's $1,900 a month, so that they will get $500 a month. Not a lot, but maybe they got other things going on. You do have to choose one of the two survivors if you wanna keep the health benefit for the spouse in retirement. Important rule, okay? The third one is uh, no survivor. Okay, so if you're not married or whatever, or if your spouse is taken care of, you get full full pension, okay? So it didn't cost you anything to, to take full survivor, but once you die, it's gone, okay? So make sure you don't die. Uh, the fourth one is uh, insurable interest. 
somebody that's uh, financially dependent on you, an elderly par parent, a special needs adult, you can actually write to OPM and they will grant permission to leave part of your pension to them if you die first. I would recommend pension maximization. The, the chances of my mom passing away before me are pretty small. And so she probably wouldn't get it anyway and paying for it. I'd rather do a different method, but you get the idea. The last choice is a former spouse gets part of your pension. And again, you have to have supply a divorce decree, but if you pass away first, they get part of your pension uh, as long as they live. So that's the five choices. Thank you. And now, as, <laughs> as far as, and we appreciate everyone sticking with us. We know this, can, this is full it's a of lot. information. It's a lot. Um, and so uh, we've had to cut out a lot of our jokes and humor in this one just because we need to make sure we have time. Just kidding. Um, wasn't that funny? Um, I want to talk about gotchas. Um, the one that comes to mind, first of all, is timing of receiving your pension. How long it takes to get that going, but more so about, is it called the annual leave check mm -hmm. that you get? Mm -hmm. You speak a little bit to that and how timing and kind of understanding what to expect when you first get that check. Yeah, that's a good practical question because people get close to retirement. They're like, okay, what happens? Okay, so once you file that paperwork, once you go out the door, the clock starts ticking on your next check. So the first check you'll get is called the annual leave check. That is the check where they pay you for all the time you didn't take off. Okay, and so you know you can roll over 240 hours a year, but you can you know accumulate uh, that beyond that. So I've seen checks 10, 30, 40 thousand dollars for annual leave, and so uh, the problem is it's going to be very heavily um, deducted for for taxes. Now, you'll get it back, but they're, they're looking at that as a paycheck. And so $30,000, they're going, we're going to take the most out of this. So don't expect a full check. Expect about a little over half. But that is coming within about 45 days of retirement. So you got that coming in. But now is the problem. Now it's probably going to be three to four months before you get your first pension check. So you're going to have an income gap. Plan for it. Then when you get your first pension check, it's only going to be about 60 to 80% of what you expected. It's called an estimated check. It takes the government three to nine months to figure out the exact amount. So you're getting a smaller check for three to nine months. So you're talking about a year of having no money or less money than you were expecting. So that first year, plan for it. We can help you with that, but it is something that uh, you need to plan ahead. One other addition, uh, while we have a minute or two left, about that timing your retirement for taxes as well, because those checks can make a big difference, uh, especially depending on the date that you choose to retire and how much of a right. year is left. Yeah, you definitely need to wait to the end of the month to retire because of the accrual of your benefits. But as far as time of year, you need to talk to us about that. But if you're retiring toward the end of the year, wait to the end of the year because that annual leave check, you don't want it hitting in the same year you worked 10 months. Mm -hmm. You want it hitting in January. So if you work to December 31st, it hit in January, could reduce your tax debt. Perfect. Well, that uh, we're up against the clock. Hey, I man, we, we fit in a lot more than I thought we would. I'm surprised we made it. Uh, but folks, a quick reminder, check out our website, masterplanretire.com. There you will find links to multiple retirement resources, including this video, including Mark's podcast, um, including our websites and seminars. You can see our schedule there. Please feel free to check that out, especially if uh, you found this uh, episode helpful and you are a FERS employee or federal employee. Um, that, that would be extremely helpful, but also guys, ch take, a, take a moment to look at the initial consultation button. 
go to Mark's calendar, find an opportunity on that calendar to schedule your own consultation uh, with Mark. We'll run some reports for you, whether you're a federal employee or not. Uh, we'll run some retirement reports for you. That's masterplanretire.com and our phone number is 770-980-9262. Mark, are there any parting words? Yeah, I would just say go to the website, go ahead and bookmark it and, and share it with your federal friends because we've, we've got federal workers that are like, hey, you know, don't work with anybody else. Uh, you know, they'll mess you up. They'll trip you up. They know some. They know nothing or whatever. Once you find a resource, you want to you want to save it. So pass it on to your other uh, federal workers, your colleagues, and sign up for the class, uh, the federal classes. If we're in your if you're in your area of the country, uh, visit us face to face. Otherwise, until we see each other again, remember as always, plan well and prosper. Have a good day. This was Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks of Master Plan Retirement Consultants. To schedule a complimentary consultation, go to masterplanretire.com or call 770-980-9262. Thanks for listening and remember, plan well and prosper. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services offered through Master Plan Retirement Consultants, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Mark Fricks and Master Plan Retirement Consultants are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.